Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. That is a very rare sight. If that <laughs> That's if 100%. That, if that You're was right. indeed a bottle of beer that Russ just swigged, that is very rare. You are... You are, no, no tone. I'm an adult. Um, the Lord's beer? No. The Lord doesn't have well, a beer. Tone. No, the Lord's beer was wine. He literally turned water into it. Right. It was, it was um, of the root. No. It, it they, they didn't even have that. Um, but you're correct, Jason. What you just saw is the, the Bigfoot of Russ Beverages, and that is the old beer. Um, it's been beautiful in the city. And to be honest, it's days like this where I hate potting the most when it is beautiful outside and people are having a good time. And okay, we're, we're providing the people with content, which is fine. We love doing okay. it. But it's just like I'm looking at a beautiful skyline. It's 75 degrees outside. Every rooftop in the city is open. And yeah. So because of that, days like today, I like a, the old summer shandy. Uh, and I had one had one in the fridge. I'm like, you know what? I Bring one out for the pod. I'm sorry you have to work even when the weather's nice. It's sad, man. Can sad. you do it? I mean, can you? Can we get you to? Oh, we'll get try? there. We'll okay. get me there. I I find too though that like this is a a, di- a totally different part of my life now that I live in Chicago as opposed to Miami, where Miami you're pretty much outside year round, other than there'll be like a week in January where it's in the fit mid fifties and everybody freaks out. But other than that, you can be outside all year round. Uh, and so it always kind of feels like summer. In fact, I have a friend down there, uh, a broadcaster, Jason Jackson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, but he, a long yeah. time, like had been with ESPN and everything like that. And Jason's very stylish. And Jason said immediately to me, like that whole, uh, you know, you only wear white. What is it? After Memorial Day and until Labor Day or something. Correct. Like that. He's like, that doesn't apply here because it's like it in Miami because it's just summer all year round. But now I live somewhere where there's seasons and you, a couple things happen. One, there are certain foods and drinks for me that now go with a particular season. Like I, I'm not a big white wine person in general. I strongly mm-hmm. prefer like a really dry, bold red wine. But this, the summer, and when we're getting summer weather right now in Chicago in April, feels like kind of white wine and, you know, like lighter crisp beer like what you're drinking like a shandy like that and i've also just noticed since i've been here the last five years people here value their outdoor space so much their out their ability to be outdoors you only get so much time you only get so many months of it where it's going to be nice but people will including me pour money into their outdoor space like we spent 
literally a truckload, like literally the equivalent of a truck on our deck. And I have never regretted it. It's totally worth it. And you see restaurants, especially in the city, Russ, you see restaurants that have this, these amazing outdoor spaces. And this way predates COVID. I mean, this had nothing to do with trying to eat outside because of COVID. These restaurants have these great, just like Piccolo Sonio, the Italian restaurant that, uh, that you and I and Tony and, and his wife went to. Yeah. Uh, like amazing outdoor patio area uh, to eat. And it's as big as the inside of the restaurant. They can only really use that a few months a year, but it's worth it because you wait all year for it to finally be like this. And, and, and I'd even say more time than we give it credit for. Like, I think part of you, you describing it that way is that, you know, the winter months are coming and it's going to be hard. It's going to be cold. It's going to snow. But honestly, we get from like April to early November to enjoy the outdoor spaces. I think it's a decent chunk of time for a place that gets cold. And I think here in Chicago, you're right. Like it's the outdoor space, it's the patios, but then we have the rooftops here that are like prime yeah, real estate. Exactly. And if you're able to get a, like a lot of restaurants now, it's like, you got to put down like a $25 deposit. If you want to be seated outdoors on a patio, especially for like places up and down the river, it's like, if you want to sit outside, you got to put down $25 before you even get in the door to put a deposit on your seat. All of that being said, we're in the just the wildest time. I think we mentioned this last week, but in Chicago, we are in the wildest possible time for weather right now where it's going to be like it was 80 the day that we're recording this 80 yeah. degrees. It finally hit 80. But any day now, I think it's going to be like 39 or 33. <laughs> the low might be 32 even something like that. I love it. My brother always says, like, Chicago is the only place he knows of where you have to ask somebody how it is outside before you go outside. You can't just Mm -hmm. check the weather app. You got to, like, check in with somebody and be like, hey, is it like, you know, do I need long sleeve? Like, how is it? You've experienced this outdoor thing in the last hour. How is it outside? (laughs) Right, right. We need we need we need an up to the second report. Have you all turned your air conditioner on? Oh, uh, oh, actually, no, I thought you were going to say, did I turn the heat off? I turned that thing off. I did, too. Yeah, I, I, I opened turned... up the windows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that, all right, Tone. So that's what I did. So the first day we had like, it was like a 65 degree day as the appetizer opened up the windows, turned the heat off. But then yesterday when we got to the mid 70s. I'm like, you know, it's a little toasty in here. Let me because uh, I, I got all the windows so it gets warm. Yeah, I bet let me let me crack the. uh the AC on for the first time this year. And it was great. You can't open up your windows, right, Rose? I can. I, they they don't open up full all the way, but they give you the that 45 degrees. But they're huge floor-to-ceiling windows Correct. that face east. So you're getting... Correct. You, and, and Which is great, but it's going to get warm. In the Yo, in the, in the morning, it's the worst because I wake up in a... so hard. Dog, I wake up in a sweat, and I have great, like, shades, and you have to in this apartment, but I wake up in a damn near a sweat because that heat's coming directly off the, the sky, off the lake, into my bedroom, and if I don't have the air on, man, I'm it looks like I just ran a marathon. Well, the light gets me, too, though. The light would get me, because I wake up, like, I wake up every morning like I'm hungover, even though I'm not. Every morning, I'm like, it's too, it's too bright in here. Everyone needs to quiet down. <laughs> Nobody's talking. <laughs> I just, yeah. That's why I, when my wife and kids were out of town, I put the coffee maker in the bedroom, so I don't even have to like get out. And, and I could be like, uh, like the grandparents in Willy Wonka that just live in their bed, basically. 
<laughs> you think you're Michael from the office? I love the smell of bacon. So <laughs> you got some right next to the bed. Right my, next to the bed. My kids, my, that's how like that's how my kids are gonna remember their childhood with me. They're gonna they're like gonna end up telling some friend down the line like, yeah, like my dad was in bed a lot, and they'll be like, was he? Did he have a? Was there a reason? Like, no, he just hated you know being up early in the morning with the bright lights and all the noise that we make. <laughs> I did not turn my air on. The warmest it got in my house this week was maybe it said like 72, and I like it cooler. I like it definitely more closer to like 65 um, and as cold as possible, as cold as the rest of the people in the house can tolerate when I sleep. But we got a lot of people in the house, and, I, you know, it's not just me that matters. But I do have this, like what's one difference between you and I is like I have fully grown into the cheap dad role so Mm -hmm. like if no one else is complaining about the temperature being like 71 72 i'll just turn a fan on you know when i sleep directly on you yeah Yeah, directly on me right (laughs) that's that's a big tricky jason because it's like i enjoy being cold as possible when i sleep but it also feels really bad when you know your nose is kind of stuffed up and your voice is kind of hoarse because of the cold air that's just been constantly on you like that this is why i enjoy my nest feature where i can time it out where okay i usually get up out this time i'll set it to 64 degrees up until you know 6 a.m and then it'll the heat will start to come on then it's like oh okay i should probably wake up now body don't be sick See, that would be awesome. My dad has that. I my I, I think we looked into it and it was something like at least what my wife told me was that our AC HVAC unit is too old for one of those. So we can't oh, do it. Unless we man. upgrade the whole thing, which That's is like a multi thousand dollar yeah. project. And like I, I don't cons- we've had this conversation before. I don't consider myself cheap. I don't think people in general would describe me as cheap, but I I will put off spending money on something like that that's not urgently necessary and i will try to save money in places where i can where it doesn't where where it won't come off as like being cheap like but, i told my kids i would take them to the mario brothers movie that just mm-hmm. came out i'm sure you guys have seen all the commercials for that mm-hmm. um it was very funny i enjoyed it if you grew up with super mario brothers and playing video games and stuff like that it was fun but i'm like we're definitely going on the first tuesday when it's out because the local movie theater does five dollar movies on tuesdays <laughs> but what's the difference like how is that being that cheap like I'm still taking them to the movie. We're not going opening night anyway. Because because here's my thing: movie releases. It's not like you have adults where it's like four adults going at twenty dollars a pop. You got kids. You could still get the child discount where they're you're only spending ten dollars a head, and then you pay nineteen. Jason, did you did you figure out that they don't really check what kind of ticket that you get? You can just get all children's tickets. No, I didn't know that. But well. If you're, you should, we bought you them. We bought them at the thing. We were getting there. We were not. We had a lot of things going on in our schedule. We're running around all day. We didn't order them in advance. So you're what? saying like go, you're saying Jason like when you go to AMC. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was very unlike <laughs> me. But I, but uh, you know, on those lines though, I was with my wife. So if if I was assuming she was going to take care of it, then I should have known it would be at the counter like the way that they did it 50 years ago. I did, and and I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess Tony does this for sure. I'm gonna say almost certainly. I would almost, I would bet money that Tony also does this. Still buy children's tickets? Absolutely. 
Uh, well, yeah. Okay. I guess that answers my question of where I'm headed with this. And I'm thinking, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking Russ doesn't do this. I 100% of the time, including this week when I took my kids to the Mario Brothers movie, will buy my snacks somewhere else. My movie candy, you can't get popcorn anywhere else, but my movie candy, I will get it at like Walgreens or something before I go in and I will sneak it in there. With your wife. So what happens With if you- anyone. In fact, hey, Russ, listen, listen, my wife is a mom, okay? With the big bag. She's a mom. She yeah. is like, you know, if you know moms, they're like looking for sales and they are, you know, deals. Mm-hmm. That, so let me just let me just tell you, Mrs. Leisure is uh, very turned on when I do things like this that save money. <laughs> this, this is a positive Amen. on a date. Amen. When we go in there and I kind of, you know, kind of open up my jacket and be like, hey, you want some of these uh, Reese's pieces? She's like, let's go to the movie that's been out for two months. Yeah. Look at the kids here. <laughs> Tony, you buy, hubba, you, buy, you buy candy somewhere else, don't you? I know you do. Um, you, you take your own snacks in the movie. It's, it's very rare that I'm in a candy mood at the movies. I'm a popcorn and then I'll get my sweet from the soda or the icy uh okay. but recently i haven't uh been able to get ices for some reason my body is turning old so um if you, i try if i try to eat uh one of those slushy ices i'm not gonna make it through the movie your boy's gonna have to take a, that you know you might have to step out to the bathroom you know blow it up with an and icy what? from an, for an icy makes sense man like for some you reason, like color certain color dyes and dairy has been killing your boy. Okay, well dairy I understand, but go see a doctor. A Slurpee? Yeah, I think I think I might have some mild like what it's not it's not an allergy, is it? It's like a reaction. Just um, some kind of intolerance to it. Right. Intolerance to some stuff that I, I haven't quite figured and nailed down yet. But man, I, I can't risk missing half. I did that at the Eternals. It, luckily enough, it, it was a terrible movie anyway. But I don't remember a second of the Eternals uh, because your boy was going in and out of uh, the bathroom. Whoa. You understand me? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, you my, sound like my, an eighty-five-year-old man. I and you, gonna, you know, for sure. I thought he was going to complain about the brain freeze and how it like that's overpowering to him now at thirty. But no, I, I've never heard well, of anybody having like like intolerance problems about a Slurpee. Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, I'm getting more in tune with my body. You know, when you're young, like Russ, uh, you know, you have to worry about these things. You know, but now I gotta I gotta pay attention to what I what I eat because when you're when you're you know, two years younger, like Russ, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta worry about your body being lactose intolerant. You. So you've like, never been lactose intolerant, but now you're lactose intolerant. Apparently, I am. I will still not give. It's not to the point where I have to give up milkshake or ice cream or cheese or anything. But I do feel it later, and I know it's coming. I'm fully prepared to take on the consequences. That's how I am. My wife claims that I'm lactose intolerant. I you are 100 percent are. I'm absolutely not. <laughs> you eat ice cream and got to take the little pills. Don't claim it, Jay. I, I, don't, I don't. Don't don't, don't claim pills. it. I don't take the pills. I'm not lactose intolerant. It's just every time I have milk or ice cream, I I spend an hour on the toilet. I don't think that makes me lactose intolerant. <laughs> that that's the, the the definition. 
but fine. It, but it doesn't hurt to go, right? You just have no. to go. Like, right. Your body so, like, is removing that from your system. Right. I will so never give just, in. I will never right. give yeah, in to Jay. almond milk, soy milk, oat milk. Yeah. I'm intolerant. Yeah. I just have major uh, intestinal problems every time I have dairy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same thing, Russ. Yeah. Fettuccine oh. Alfredo, plan for an hour later. Y'all both going to be in a home. Late like when, six months, <laughs> like six months. When Tone was talking about, uh, about like having to go to the bathroom, having to like leave during the movie when you're at the movie theater. Yeah. It, this happened when we went to the Mario Brothers movie where my nine-year-old gets up in the middle of the movie. He's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And it's hard. Like when you're watching a little kid's movie like that, like it's not hard to follow along. You could miss 15 minutes and probably be okay. But she happened to miss like this pivotal scene that explained like where the rest of the movie was going. Right. And she comes back like five minutes later and she's like, okay, what happened? I'm like, I'm not going to, I can't, this isn't like at home. This isn't on Netflix. I I can't just pause it and be like, all right, so here we go. But that's where they grew up. That's how they grew up, Russ. Like even you, you know, being 10 years younger than me, you grew up before that, before uh, streaming and stuff like that. You grew up Mm -hmm. going to the movies like a normal person where it's like, I mean, if you really do have to step out during the middle of the movie to get. You better go during it down. Yeah, you, down you part of the movie. To, you got to try to guess when it's going to be because you're because nobody's pausing it for you. And nobody yeah. Can ex- nobody. <laughs> imagine being at a movie and so, and you're hearing the person in front of you recap the ten minutes that they that you just saw to their kid. Nobody. Yeah, you, you got to go through some BS dialogue, right? That's when you could jump out for like two minutes, and you're like running out yeah. since you make it back before the pivotal scene happens. I, I will say, Jay, like it when I was me and Tone were like kids and growing up, it was more like. Like when movies came out, you have to wait like months for it to come out on DVD or oh VHS gosh, yes. or whatever. Like half so a six months. Got about it. Yes, you went. Oh shoot, this is on DVD. I didn't get to see it, or it's on VHS. Now, after a month after it come out, it's on at least streaming. Like you yeah, can rent it on yeah. streaming. I mean, we went a couple of years where everything was coming out simultaneously straight, because yeah, of straight the pandemic. To. Yeah, and uh, but if you're right though, even now that we're back in kind of more of a normal environment as far as all that goes those i have noticed that like black panther for example was out pretty quickly on streaming you did but back in the day i mean if you didn't see it when it came out blockbusters if you didn't see it when it came out in the theater there was no other way to see it yeah until it came out on vhs or dvd which was you're right it was going to be like if you're talking about a movie at christmas that's not coming out for watching at home till some at least july yeah yeah by that time you you forgot all about it. I mean that yeah. would happen a lot. We'd see it at the at the at the at Blockbuster like Tony was saying and be like, "Oh man, yeah, I forgot about this. We never got to go see it." I don't think we were ever so into movies that there would be like a movie coming out that we had to see. We'd get into a couple series where and some of this might be too old for you guys, but like Ace Ventura, you know, once you see the mm-hmm. first Ace Ventura Pet Detective then it's like, oh man, the second one's coming out, uh, you know, or Austin Powers, things like that. Uh, but there was never, there weren't a lot of like, it wasn't like when Apollo 13 came out, we were just like waiting for weeks and weeks and weeks and having to go on opening night. I don't think now there's there's nothing that would get me to go out on opening night for any movie. And, and no, there aren't that many movies no. that I feel like I got to see in the theater as opposed to home. Uh, for a while, I felt like the big action movies like James Bond and Batman, I wanted to see those in the theater. But in general, I I'm totally content to watch it on my screen at home. 
I I have seen one movie in the last four years opening night, and it was um, Avengers Endgame. Okay. And I think I told this on the pod, but like I don't I don't really care about all the Marvels like that. Like I'll select my Iron Man and stuff like that. So I was kind of just I hadn't seen any of the Avengers movies at all. Maybe one in the middle. What's the Age of Ultron? That's the only one I had seen. Skip right ahead. Didn't need to follow along. And that place was packed. You're shoulder to shoulder with people, which I don't enjoy. Like I want to be able to spread out. People clapping yeah. and, and and crying and high five and it's like sit your ass down. <laughs> but at the same time, I do enjoy people enjoying themselves. So it's like this battle within myself because it was really cool to have a movie like that where you're there. Because my parents told me when in the you know 80s and 90s and they go to the movies that everybody went to there'd be crowds like cheering and stuff and people would be excited. And so Endgame was like that. Black Panther was like that. Um, but those are the, the two that stand out over the last couple of years. I think I, I like, I like that feeling um, where everybody has an understanding that this is a moment. We're all enjoying this moment together with strangers. There's like a commonality and a camaraderie that you, you know, feel when everybody's enjoying uh, this movie, not there. Nobody's there to be a jerk. Like, I mean, it's very rare, but in those moments, like a Black Panther, where everybody has an understanding, like this is a thing that we all need to just sit and enjoy um, with each other, uh, and be happy that this is happening, and enjoy this time that we spend in the theater. I love the theater. Like, I, I embrace it every time I, I can. I, I want to go as much as I can. Well, I understand what you're saying. Like, I understand when you're talking about a moment like that. Movies where there is really like a community around it, like Star Wars or mm-hmm. something like that. I, I get that. But like I went to see Nutty Professor at a movie theater in Iowa when I was a kid. And I couldn't hear half of it because of all the laughing <laughs> and yelling. Yeah. Like, we don't need to do that for every movie, do we? We don't need to no. do that for Toy Story 2, do we? Well, no, hold on, hold on. Don't disrespect Toy Story 2. It was a solid movie. If you want to say Toy Story 2 is okay. No, Toy Story 2 is good. Uh, Toy Story Toy 2 Sto- was pretty hard. That's what I'm saying. It Toy went hard. hard I'll fight you over Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 was a great <laughs> plot and everything. Toy Story like 4 and 5, that's when I say you can shit on it. But don't- Is there a 5? Was the most recent yes. one 5? Is there, is there a Toy Story I don't know about? There, I think there was definitely I a 5. I think the last one was 4. But too then there many. was the Buzz, Buzz Lightyear movie that just came out. Too many. It should have stopped after two. This is where a producer would come in handy. Let's I like three. Show. Three was the one where all the kids were starting to go to college and then everybody cried. What's the one oh, that ends? Man. Uh, that what's fire the one scene? That, yeah. What's the, ones, what's the one that ends where they're going into an incinerator and they're all yeah, holding hands bracing for that's death? Three. Toy Story 3. That's, that's three. Oh, that's the most I'm, I might have shed a tear. That's oh. I didn't shed a tear, but I got like physically uh, uncomfortable and anxious watching it. That is like the most intense scene I've ever seen in a in an animated uh, yeah. movie. It, let's all I don't, this band of friends that's known each other forever. Let's hold hands and brace for death. How is that yeah. a kids movie? I, I need that to be. That wasn't that wasn't for the kids. No. That was for the people that saw the original. Yeah, who uh, have been there since Toy Story <laughs> One from the jump. My and, hands are like, like tingling now. Yeah, uh, my it. heart, my heart, everything clenched up. I, I might have cried a little bit. Yeah, I, I that, definitely shed a, a if, thug tear. If there was a, a, a an award for like best scene in cinema, 
it should have been for that scene that yeah. year. Great movie. Only if that movie was for adults. I was watching that with my kids, and I was I thought I I didn't remember any of these movies from twenty years like the whole plot to all of them or anything. And I just was like, yeah, we can watch the Toy Story movies. And then we get to that, and I'm watching it with my kids. And I'm like, oh no, like this can't. I like, and you know they're gonna survive, but that's still a tense moment where it's like, hold hands and brace for death. Like I I don't understand how that got signed off on for a G-rated movie. I'm glad it did. <laughs> All right. So, Russ, before we start the show, yes or no? Do you do you buy your own snacks? I you certainly any of the three of us could afford to buy our snacks at the movie theater, but it's on principle. I got snacks for me, my wife, my two daughters at Walgreens for like six bucks, and in the actual movie theater, that gets you a Coke. So, two things. Uh, n- no, I'm not doing that because I don't want to make additional stops on the way to the movie. Two, are you wearing the are you wearing the big draws? Like, are you the the sweats with the deep pocket? I don't want to tell you where I hid the Sour Patch Kids, but the rest of it, my oh. wife had a purse. Oh my god! Welcome to Sports Jason. I'm Jason Leisure with my they're 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 really Sour Patch Kids at that point. And appalled co-host Salt and Sour. <laughs> Salt and Sour. <laughs> Salt and Sour Kids. <laughs> right next to the kids. What do you mean? This is a camping trip from hell for those Sour Patch Kids. Oh my God. <laughs> what are those? And we have our producer, Tony Gill, giggling away at the microphone. Phil. And hopefully not distracted by this incredibly exciting Bulls Raptors play-in tournament game. The ninth seeded Raptors, a 500 team, and the tenth seeded Bulls, a sub 500 team. Why do we NBA do we... playoffs where magic happens or whatever their slogan? Is. <laughs> None of these stats matter and will not be recorded. Tony Gill is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com/sa and get 23% off everything. Guys, I'm telling you, this is the time to do it for multiple reasons. If you have at all been putting off buying Sheets and Giggles, which is just crazy to me. Because we talk about it all the time, even when we're not doing ad reads for them, we do. how much we love these sheets. This is so the time to do it because you're going into summer, the sheet set, the sheet set, not one of their other options. They've got other good options. Get whatever you want. But I'm telling you, the sheet set is what you want for summer. Silky smooth, 100% eucalyptus. I got two sets of them that I alternate on my bed. Keep you cool at night. Very, very comfortable. And on top of all of that, like you got Mother's Day coming up next month. You could get out in front of that now. Do you know how good that feels? Like, I'm a day away from my daughter's birthday, and I don't have everything together, and it's so, like, stressing me out. Could you imagine knocking out something like that a month in advance and not having to worry about it? You could do Mother's Day and Father's Day. Put it all in on one order. Just save it. Get, you know, get the sheet set for Mother's Day and, like, a duvet for Father's Day, and you end up giving your parents. Didn't you get your parents something from Sheets and Giggles for one of those holidays, Russ, for Mother's Day or Father's Day? Yeah, you're on mute, but I'm pretty sure you got it for your dad. I'm pretty sure you got yes, it. Yes, everybody, everybody got uh, both my mom and dad. They got a, a pair of the sheet sets, so they got a couple colors to throw yeah. on there. I'm telling you guys, this is the time, and 23% off is a really good discount on this. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. I'd go with the app. Uh, and here's the offer. If you use promo code adjacent1000, the offer is your first bet 
gets paid back up to $1,000 if you don't win. So you can bet on one of these, you know, if the Bulls advance and have some thrilling playoff run. <laughs> they won't. Ten, Save your or money. Or any other team. Or there any other team. There you go. You're going to be watching these games. Nobody watches the playoffs to see the Bulls. Like you watch, the, the NBA is so much different than some of the other sports because it, you can you can watch. Like I can turn on like a Suns-Clippers game and not really care who wins. I don't have like a team I want to win. I can just enjoy watching it. I can just appreciate why. It's like going to the theater. You can just enjoy watching the show. So you can so you can make that even more interesting for yourself and place a bet on BetMGM. Use promo code adjacent1000 and bet on whoever you want. And if you win, that's fantastic. Good for you. Drinks on you next time. And if you don't, then MGM will pay you back up to $1,000 in free future betting credits. You can bet uh, on the NBA, the NHL, baseball is going, anything you want. Just do it over at BetMGM, the king of sports books. Russ, do you find that the older you get, because you made a, a reference to this about not wanting to be shoulder to shoulder with people mm-hmm. um, when you're out places. And I wonder, have you always been with this, been like this? Or is this something that, like me, has changed as you've gotten older where part of the calculus of when you're going to do something is avoiding a crowd? So whether that's going to a movie, going to a restaurant, uh, like I like to do my shopping, for example. Like if I have to go to the mall for something, have to, like go to the Apple store, I want to do that on a Tuesday morning where there's yeah. going to be nobody else there. Does that factor into your planning? I – I work around crowds, right? Like, and you do too, to, to like, and then we're walking around thousands of people all the time. So I don't think it's that. I think one of it, it might be in that adjacent where I don't, I see so many people all the time. Like, I don't want to be by tons of people. And I love people. I'm a people person. But when you're around that many people, I'm cool, man. Like, I'll just wait. Like, when a new restaurant opens up, Similar to the movies. I'm not going to go to the first couple yeah. of weeks. I'm let it clear out. Then I'm going to go. Uh, I do. I like the late night reservation now. Like that's been something that I've been very big on. The nine o'clock reservation. Perfect. That works for me. I don't have kids or anything where it's like, ah, this is getting a little late. Nope. I'm cool. Nine o'clock. And you can get in most places, even the fancier yeah. places, busy places at nine o'clock. You're right. And and there's like, there's on that subject like there's something special about like closing the restaurant you know yes i love i love you don't want to be the last last person there where you're starting to feel like all the staff is just waiting for you to get out get your ass out yeah but like one of the last maybe four tables there that's pretty good the place is emptied out like you feel like you have some privacy it feels that feels like a special like people can pay attention to your table i love that that's the thing it's just like you you go to somewhere on a somewhere on a busy night Waiter might forget about you, might not come back for a while. When you're there on the nine o'clock reservation, you can do your thing. You can ask questions. Hey, what's on the menu tonight? What do you like? And then you don't feel like you're holding that person from doing the job and getting to the rest of their tables. I went to Italy eating dinner at nine. (laughs) No, Tom. Tone, like sometimes, Tone, man. Tone got so old so fast when he got married. <laughs> you, Tone, don't eat. In college, we went out to dinner at like nine or ten all the time. That Tony doesn't hard. eat. Tony doesn't eat after five. His stomach can get a rumbling when he gets some cheese mm-hmm. or icy. Uh, mm-hmm. You're old, Tone. Hey, you know, nine o'clock is getting close to bedtime, man. And nowhere he close. Wants, Tone wants dinner at five thirty. Then he, he hops, hops in bed with a book and some chamomile tea. 
Ah, uh, yes. That's, that sounds like the, the, the perfect night. You understand? That is, that is the fastest way for me to go to sleep is reading a book. I am just such a bad reader that like I maybe a page or two and I'm just like, can't keep my eyes open. It's perfect. I start like, I, if I have the book above my head, the book will start like kind of falling down and hitting me in the forehead and waking me up. I'm like, all right, this is time to go to sleep. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do dudes drink beers in tubs? You can drink Coors Light commercial where the guy has like a candles around the tub and he gets in and cracks open a Coors Light. No, I think that's meant to be like a parody. Uh, It's meant to be funny. Oh, okay. I'll do a shower beer every now and then, though. See, I've heard, I heard what, somebody what say that. I've, 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 I've heard somebody say that before, and I was like, "Why though?" Yeah, I've left an, I've left the things I've left in the shower that my wife has later found, like an empty beer bottle or a cupcake wrapper, like or ice cream bar wrapper or popsicle wrapper. Yeah, I'll do that. What's the thinking going into the shower? With the snack or ammo beer. It's pretty simple, Tone. It's that I want whatever that thing is, be it a beer or a popsicle, and I need to take a shower. So, same time. (laughs) I don't take baths. I don't, like you're describing this scenario of, like, soaking in a bath. Like, I'm sure that some people do that and love, and that is, like, the highlight of their day or whenever they get a chance to do it, just light some candles, get in the tub with a glass of wine or something like that. I I don't Mm. do that. I showering is really more just you know i just do that in 10 minutes and then move on with my life nothing feels better in the shower you're getting that undercarriage getting it nice and clean and scrubbed up <laughs> the gooch area you know you've taken you've taken such an expanded interest in cleaning yourself over the last couple good because remember when there was that time he didn't wash his ass <laughs> remember that time on the pod he's like i really don't watch myself like that like, I don't have to go outside, really. You was working from home. You didn't have to go nowhere. So he's like, I really don't clean myself. <laughs> this is days like, uh, what? Is this going to be me? All right, well, you know, I'll get, I'll get to it eventually. If I was hanging out inside with Tony. A hundred percent. We know what it was smelling like when <laughs> during quarantine. <laughs> and not just Tony, a lot of people, too. Because I know it's a lot of people that's like, well, shit, I ain't going nowhere. I'm showering. I would. <laughs> I can't. I was a shower. I was a shower everyday guy all yeah. of quarantine. Well, I'm not even saying that that's like. Well, I I, I, I walked outside. It's okay. So Same, I did shower. But... I did shower because I just had to be outside. I was like, I'm I'm getting too cooped up in here. Yeah, but like even during quarantine and even on days where I don't have anywhere I have to be, I will shower. And get dressed like normal. I don't mean like get dressed like in a dress shirt and dockers or something like that. But like, just put some I'll, pants, t-shirt, I'll something like that. Same, like I'm not wearing basketball shorts today. Uh, I will wear like I, or, or wearing sweatpants all day. And I know a lot of people do that, and that's fine. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I can't do it. I have to get like cleaned and dressed to be able to go about my day, even if it's only going to be at home. 
and put on those gray sweats. It depends. If I got to do something important, then I'll kind of dress up. But if it's just me and I don't really have to interact with anybody, man, putting on them sweats. The gray sweats. And then your wife comes home, you're like, hey. My chocolates. And we chilling. Your what? His chocolates. Jesus, his his chocolates, his sandals, Jason. A chocolates. Is that the right word? Yeah, it, I know. Okay. Tone. I think the, most communities know what you mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, y'all, like I, I've been having a bad. I've been falling. I've been having a really old. So he's like, definitely week. eighty years old. I, like I've it's been adding up all over the place, bro. What do you mean? So you've been describe it though. Like how? Wait, wait, wait. So wait, wait. I've been, you, I've been on, twisting on, my on, ankle. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You already know about this? You've already, like, heard about this or seen this, Russ? Me? No, yeah. I've heard everything he said on this podcast that's old as hell, and then now he's adding falling, and it's like, oh, it makes perfect sense now. <laughs> I thought that must have been a, a slang term for something. You mean literally falling. Falling yes. down. You're just falling Yes, I've been places? falling down. Like, yes. down, you're just falling down the steps, or what? Like, yes. What are you talking uh, about? So, uh, so the first instance, I was leaving my, my, uh, my in-law's house. Uh, and uh, there's a small divot in the grass, and boom, twist the ankle real fast, you know, pow, pow, you know, just a real quick snap back of the other ankle, and it, it it hurt a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. I can still kind of walk around, do things. Oh, good. I'm glad you're okay. Uh, so a couple days Except later, over some grass. Uh, yeah, a couple days later, um, I'm still my ankle's still a little bit weak. Uh, I'm at my uh, my aunt's funeral. Uh, my aunt died, guys. If you didn't, if you didn't hear. Um. All right, time out. Sidebar. So, Tone, Sorry. when you texted, Sorry to hear no, that, Tone. no, Tone, when you texted me and Jason that mm-hmm. that day, mm-hmm. the first second of me was sad. Mm-hmm. The second second was me like, is this the same aunt that Tone has said has passed for the last two years? Because it did. Because it's your it's we your go to. It's your go to. We the way we were told, Russ, was it, we were informed of this as a reason for why I can't get y'all shit get done. Something done because my aunt years. died, and it's like I wanted to be like Tone. Your aunt dies every week, so wait, what's the difference? But that would that would feel, it would feel disrespectful because like, what if it was the aunt that he like cares about cares about? It was, but it was. But so so this is what happened, Tone. I was in New York and I text Jason on the side, like, hey, let me ask you something. When Tone said his aunt died, did you also think, is this the same aunt that dies all the time? And he was like, Yes, yes, I did. I was gonna ask how many aunts does this guy have? That's what I'm saying, bro. If it wasn't for yo, if if it wasn't for guy putting up the uh the 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 thing from the from the program from the funeral, mm-hmm. I almost wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> well, I, what I told him was I I had the thought, but it was too risky to make a joke in case you were really yeah upset. exactly. We could we it could that this is too risky because it was like if you this is yes. somebody if you was a, your your close aunt I'd feel terrible, but you know. You and know how you get Russ, and you can, you, yes, yes, you can understand why me and Jason would ask that question. Okay, but this was based off your history. This was in private. Here we are, five days later, and he's using it to make a joke on the exactly. Show. <laughs> like we are how, how, it's how I agree. that we showed more respect about this situation than you. Than him, and it's, it's your aunt. It's how I agree, and I know where she at. 
You know, I have my I, I I cried for a little bit, but I know where she at, so it makes me happy. Um, she's not suffering anymore. But anyway, I was at the funeral. Okay. I'm I'm setting up the microphones, and uh, I'm coming down the pulpit. They have already brought in the casket for the wake to start, and I miss a step, and I fall on my face in front of everybody. Boom. Jeez. And uh, it was a little embarrassing. You know, my wife, she was in the, the balcony and uh, she told me, I, I saw you fail. And I came down and I respect her because, you know, she respects her husband. She's like, I, I would have came over, but I didn't want to embarrass you. I was like, that is a, <laughs> that is a wife decision. That is a great wife decision. So I this absolutely would have been something that your mom would say. <laughs> So, yeah. Tone, this is what you got to do. Did, did you? How did you get up? How did you so go from I, falling down to getting up? I got up right away. Um, okay. Continue to do what I was doing, setting up the microphones. Uh, and my brother, uh, my my brother right under me, William, uh, he he saw it as well. And we got I home. He loved that. We got home, and we we all had a nice laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And then he 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 tells me he tells the group he's like, you know, this is kind of dark, but. When you fail, the body shifts. Oh no! <laughs> That's <laughs> so, very disturbing. So this is this that is hilarious. See, this is the other way you could have gotten out of it, Tone. You could have fell down and be like, "It should have been me, Lord." And then everybody was like, "Oh, oh!" And then they came and helped you out. You would have been able to play it off. I, that was a quick second. That was a quick second that I want to just stay there and lay there and and, and pretend. Lord, no! Oh, too soon. It is still it been distraught. It is still like even as an adult, it's still like awkward and embarrassing when you trip. Even if it's in front of people. Now yep. this was around family. Even if it's around people that you don't even know in some random place, it's always kind of awkward. Of like, how do I play this off? Like, why? Why are we even like thinking about how to play this off? Who cares? People I, trip I, all the time. Usually not face first at a funeral. But yeah, yeah, uh, there was concern that I had passed out. Um, you could have gone that route. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, it was fine, but that's not even the, the, the most painful. So Sunday, uh, I'm leaving another in-laws, uh, house and it's kind of dark and I open the door for my wife. Cause that's what, you know, gentlemen do open doors okay. for their What's, wives. Can you get to the, the car. story part of the story, please? And I'm going around the car and in between the car and the car is a dark space, which I thought was street. Apparently it was just more leaves. And I, I saw the underneath of my ankle facing me. And that's, I have been limping ever since. This is all like in the past week? Jesus. Yes. Christ. I'm concerned. Like there might be something wrong with you. Do you have I vertigo am... or like this isn't normal for you? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on, guys. Um, maybe I should get checked out. Uh, but I don't know if I am. I'm just, I've just. Drank some water, put on an ankle brace, and went to work. Your doctor gonna be like, "Hey, just watch where you're going and like avoid cheese." <laughs> you put on an ankle brace just to go to your job, not even like to go to the gym or something. You needed an ankle brace yep. just to go to your desk job. Yep, so well, I can have com- some stability as com- I walk. Compression and stability. I I kind of understand it because medically that is what you probably do. Was was the ankle brace at all visible to people, or was it completely covered? By uh, socks? No, it was covered by jeans and pants. Okay. Uh, but man, I I had flashbacks of every time I twisted my ankle playing basketball 
uh, it's just like a pain that you don't forget. And I thought I was going to throw up. It hurt so much. Like, it hurt really bad. So, you know, maybe I should probably go to the doctor and, and see if I'm doing okay. <laughs> They're going to put you in a hole. Setting aside the very unlikely possibility that something is wrong with you, like, I do need, like, a walker or a cane or something. This is very... <laughs> Sound like it. You have always kind of trended older than your actual age, but this seems very mm-hmm. extreme. And and your yeah, wife uh, your wife is young and graceful mm-hmm. and beautiful, like... She's a dancer. And Tone is not. I am not. Tone's not even a walker. So, Tone yeah, isn't a walker, am, but he need one. This, this is why this, this is why I need to moisturize. Because like it, my body is slowly breaking down on me. Your body is deteriorating like a motherfucker. So I'm not I, to I, you. How am I supposed to like? We supposed to go to the league this generation? You know, I was I was right there getting to college. Like we supposed to go to the league. So if I can't teach my, teach the future generation how to hoop, you know no, that's you that's, should, that's gonna you, be on you me. Should, you should sit down and lead that to the stronger. The stronger young men, Tone, because you go get out there, your body go forming in dust. <laughs> it's gonna be like, all right, so this is how you poof. It's gonna combust. If this is happening, spontaneously. Now, like, what is gonna be happening when you're 75? Because you Jeez. laugh about, you know, you're laughing on a podcast about this now, but like, mm-hmm. I I think all the time now when I trip or or uh, or drop something or whatever, I'm like. Man, if that happens when I'm 80, that's a trip to the hospital. Yeah. I thought about it. I'm like, man, in five years, that's a ER visit. In five years? Not in five years, Tony. You're 30. And, hey, if I don't, if I don't get this straightened up, anything happen? Are you rolling out of bed with back pain now, too? I do need a firmer mattress. Do you have the TV cranked up really loud? I do have the TV on uh, a little louder. Like, what other old people things are you doing at 30? I love peppermints. Okay, that's a great one. Yeah, I love peppermints. Yeah, so did my grandfather. Somebody passed me a good peppermint. We, Tony Gill to the moon, you feel me? I'm Those all about the peppermints right now. The oh, church yeah, I candy. Like, I like yeah. the, uh, well, all peppermints. But candy. My favorite, my favorite is the, uh, the, the chunky powdered ones. Oh, I do oh. like those. Yeah, those have good texture. I'll give you that. Oh, put them all in my mouth. Yeah. You feel me? Whoa. That's all he was going for the whole time. That's why he brought up. He's just waiting for an opportunity to do that. Love applesauce. I'm a I'm an applesauce guy. I will tell uh, you. I'm, applesauce and puddings, pudding cups. I and my whole life eating them, no spoon. No spoon. No spoon gang. Nah, yeah, yeah, you drink it and you clean drink it out it without a spoon. Yeah, yeah, you understand? That's why I'm like that in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I've been eating applesauce with no spoon for 28 years. Yeah. It's a lot of practice. Hey, man. Wow. I'm him. Russ, let's do the news. Let's get it. Giannis says in an interview with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that he almost retired in 2020. That's after signing a then record $228 million contract. And I believe he was 25 in 2020. Here's what he said. 
And now, Tony Gill reads. Fellas. Tony, when did I, I figure out that you were supposed to read? Was it when I just when we all just sat there silently? Then you're like, oh, something should be happening here. Oh, wait, it's me. All right, Tony Gill back. Uh, yeah, I didn't think you were going to get to it that fast. So, you know, you usually do a buffer like an in-between to get me, you know, give me hype to go get Tony Gill with glasses. Okay, you know, all right, go get Tony Gill the, with glasses. Go get him. All right, all right, here we go. Ah, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? There he is. How you, Tony Gill with glasses, you been all right, man? Mm-hmm. You been falling and stumbling around too, or are you all right? Yeah, I don't know what's up with y'all, boy. He's stumbling and fumbling uh, everywhere. Like, I don't, I don't know what. Uh, man, Tony, I'm, I'm out here. I'm out in the streets like Russ Dorsey. You know what I'm oh. saying? No. Tony Gill with glasses? You know? Tony Gill with glasses is single, and um, not surprisingly so. Hey. You know what time it is? What did Giannis <clears throat> say about retiring? Ah, yes, Giannis. Antetokounmpo. Nope. Oh my tone. It's he's been the biggest, one of the biggest stars in the game. You know how to say that. I know he knows how to say that game. That's a terrible joke. Just read what he said. It was a church joke. It was a church joke. <laughs> if something doesn't make me happy, I don't do it. I don't want to do it. I'm just going to stay home, stay with my kids, stay with my family, and try and be happy. I don't care. And this was right when I signed the largest contract in NBA history. In 2020, I was ready to walk away from the game. I had that conversation. Yes, with the front office. And you know, very normally, everybody's looking at me like I was crazy and saying, you just signed the largest contract in NBA history. You want to walk away from the game and all that money? Man, you can take that money and shove it up your end quote. I like the feeling that he's expressing of being that empowered and in control of your life. I don't believe him. I don't believe that that was on the table to walk away from a $50 million a year contract at 25. Maybe not to that degree. I believe that he had the doubts of, man, like maybe the pressure of all that makes you want to run away in in some aspect, even as a competitor, as an athlete. But you never know, man. Like we live in a time where guys are walking away and taking time away from the game for stuff a lot. Like you saw Austin Meadows take time away for anxiety uh, Daniel Bard with the, the the Rockies take time away for that. Like it happens, man. We're just like I can't perform under these conditions, and there's something you got to figure out. And sometimes you figure it out, sometimes you don't. Right? Like Austin Meadows stepped away from the game last year for anxiety and I believe depression. Uh, if it wasn't for that as well, I apologize. Um, and then. It, a week in the season, it's just like, nah, I have to, I have to step away again. So, I, I can, I can kind of understand what Giannis is saying. Is saying Giannis is saying there, but it's just, it, it is hard for us to look at that and say, dog, largest contract in NBA history at the time he signed it, fifty million dollars a year, in a place that you enjoy being, 
And then look what happened the next year when you don't do that, you win a title and everything that you thought you could be, you achieve. I think there's a there there's a balance to that where some stuff you just got to kind of push through it sometimes um to get to you know where you ultimately want to go like when something gets really difficult uh pressure uh there was a lot of pressure on him you know was he gonna have to leave to get the championship that he wanted like is it too much to try and do it in milwaukee like there's a lot of questions uh for for Giannis, and i am all for people looking for happiness true happiness uh versus other people feeling like I have to do something. Um, obviously, you want to be responsible, but look, he he's taking care of his family, right? Like at this point, what more money is going to do for him? Is going to do for him specifically? I always try and be careful to, especially with people that are aren't from here, like to try and put American values and thoughts on them. Like Giannis was broke, broke. And when he, he got to that, the league, by the way, he, he mentioned that, you know, his they had nothing growing up. So, yeah, you know, he, he could do, he could do fine with nothing. And as he's made too much money now to ever go back to that unless he's just really irresponsible, which I don't think he is. Uh, but, yeah, man, like jobs get stressful, even yeah. if it's and if you fall out of love with something like we're doing this, this very thing for the love and for the love for each other if we just stop enjoying doing this recording our conversations we just go talk back in regular life (laughs) like we have been like we will continue to do and that'll be it like but if we don't love everything that comes with preparing and editing and doing all this other stuff why 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 do it you don't have to well said tone uh, sticking with basketball, Angel Reese, the LSU star, uh, the website on three, which covers rec- college recruiting and NIL deals and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, reported Tuesday that Angel Reese's social media following. So and I assume this is collectively, including Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, everything has gone up two million dollars. I mean, I'm sorry, two million people, two million followers over the past month. So since the beginning of the women's college basketball tournament. And that her NIL valuation is now $1.3 million, the highest projected earner in women's college basketball. Well, she like she was doing okay before they even won the title. Like she had more NIL deals than any college basketball player, men or women, in the NCAA. Like, and has only grown that from there. I'm here for it. She's been everywhere. Since uh-huh. they won, she's been everywhere. I just, I just hope there's an adult around. Like I, I just hope somebody is there to kind of tell, tells them when she's wilding, because you know, I it's gonna be bad in the long, in the long term. But you know, she's young. She's figuring it out. She's making money. She's look college NCAA. You want to keep your star athletes? This is how you do it. Let them make a lot of money while they're in college. That's how you keep them. Otherwise, they're going pro. Somebody better step up too, because these these players transfer to wherever the money is. And what I think what this website is calculating is like this is what she would get in the open market. This is what someone would come through with in NIL money if 
she was a free agent, which everybody is a free agent now in college. Honestly. A pair of Jordans. After game two of the 1998 NBA Finals in Utah, Michael Jordan signed his shoes. So these are black and red playoff uh, 13s. Okay. And gave them to a ball boy. Now, they've changed hands since then. But 25 years later, on Tuesday of this week, those shoes sold at auction for $2.2 million. I wouldn't, if it was me, I wouldn't sell them unless I was down really, really bad. Just because it's like, this is a rare item. It's only going to go know? up. Right. Like, yeah. Unless I was a super down bad. That's something you got to keep in the like the a lock lock box. Like you can't even you can't almost even have those out for people to see at your home because you <laughs> you don't want people to know you have that. No, no, you don't want anyone to know all. you have that. Don't tell all one kid. Media. If, if you got more kids, if you got a bunch of kids, just tell single out one kid That's that you true. trust the most, and just tell that one kid. Don't even tell the rest of the kids. My kids are selling those. Which child would you pick to tell? They would sell the- it and split it. I'm sure. Like you would tell both of them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tony's like shit. Tone would tell one of them go one of them gonna take the money and run. <laughs> Tone 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 would sell those when he turns 85 and have a really fun 86th birthday party. I got baseball news for you, Russ. I know you're okay. on top of all the baseball news. I know you got this, but uh this is also for Tone. I know Tone. You know you can't you can't keep up with everything when you're watching Bulls playing games, down uh, eleven I think here late third quarter as usual. Uh, it was Glizzy night in Philly. <laughs> Tone also known as Tone Night. Yeah, Tone, a follower of uh, baseball news and Glizzy night. and Glizzies. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's not what they called it, but it was Dollar Hot Dog Night, and they sold over fifty eight thousand hot dogs. They said. At the game. Uh, not all of them got eaten, though, because when the Marlins finished off an 8-4 to four win in Philly, the fans started throwing them at each other. Man. Okay. You watch where you uh, throw your meat around. Throw, they definitely slinging meat out there. In Yeah. The White That's Sox wild. have done, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they used to do Dollar Hot Dog Night. Dollar I, Dog I, Night. I'm never in on, it's because I always know it's like a bait and switch. When they do Dollar Beer or Dollar Hot Dog, it's not going to be good ones. It's always going to be some the hot dogs before. that look like they got sat on. <laughs> I mean, if they taste good, though. But they won't. They won't. I, I don't want to pay a dollar for a, a crappy, like, small, sat on hot dog. Here's my thing. I'd rather just pay the $8 for the good one. If it's a dollar and you get, so you're saying you don't get Vienna beef on Dollar Dog Day. You say you get know, Oscar Mayer. I don't know what you get, but when I get a hot dog at a game, I get the I get the good one. I get the one uh, where the dude got the hot thing on his chest and he pulls it out. No, the, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that because no, I like the kosher dogs, like the big all beef kosher dogs. But yeah, though he the had the little oven on him. The, the thing you mentioned though, like we were at a game. My dad and I and my brother and a, and a couple other family members, we had gone to a Sox game in Minnesota a few years ago. And somehow in all of the rows, I think this is at the, yeah, this was at the old Metrodome. In all of the rows in the entire stadium, our row got picked as the winners of free hot dogs. So this yes. guy came down, this big, sweaty, hairy guy comes down with what you're talking about, like the tank, the, the big, water tank that you hot open dogs. up. 
Yes. And so he sets it down at the end of our row and turns and leans over it and starts pulling out hot dogs and passing them down. And he is just dripping sweat down into the hot dog See, water. No, 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 no. See, I saw that. I saw that when when the hot dog came to me. When my hot dog came to me, I was like, nope, keep passing. See, what you're describing is something I've never seen before. This hot dog ain't stopping at me. What what I'm talking about is the dude that has the little harness and it has the little oven and he opens it up. And it has the pre-wrapped Vienna beef dogs, and you just pay for it and pass it down. Like, yeah, they're wrapped in foil already. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah. But if it's dollar hot dog or dollar beer night, they're not giving you the good stuff. And, in fact, dollar beer night probably shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> dollar beer night should definitely not be a thing at the ball. Russ, do you, do you, I'm not sure we can handle that. Russ, do you go to baseball games as a fan anymore? Uh, No. Like it's if hard. we all it's hard. like it's hard. Like me, Jay, you, Lawrence, Herb, like everybody just get together and go to like a Sox game and just chill. Like I it'd be it'd be hard for me to enjoy it. I'd enjoy y'all, but like mm-hmm. because I'm there anyway, a lot of time to go for just entertainment yeah. night out doesn't seem like a night out or a day off or whatever. It'd be fun. I bet you'd go and have fun, but I bet you would also rather do anything else with the Correct. same group of 100%, 100%. people. Correct. One hundred percent. We all go to like a, a, a Notre Dame game or something. Way more, way more fun probably yes. to you. Yes. Yeah, or a, or a Hawks game or something like that. Any anything else? Anything that's it's true, man. I don't think I've been to an NFL game for enjoyment. It's got to at least have been ten years, probably mm. more. Mm. But I'd be all about it's not about football. Like I, I would be totally interested if we were on the road and we were gonna like go to an LSU game or a Clemson game or something. That sounds fun. That sounds cool. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Finally, Russ, you ever hit anything with your car? No. Like an animal? Like an animal. No. Person? <laughs> also no. Tony, you ever hit an animal with your car? Uh I might love tap a kid on a bike. I, I no an animal I was talking about. Please don't oh, no. confess to any crimes while we're on. The- no, I would never do harm unless the statute of limitations is up. <laughs> uh, I've hit some things. We'll get back to that later. Some, oh, some no. animals, some animals, some animals. It's not my fault. Uh, but in Colombia on Tuesday on the highway, an SUV full of people hit a hippo that was out okay. in the middle of the road, and all the people Ooh. were fine. Shockingly to me, because the hippo. hippo is a two-ton animal. Mm-hmm. The, hi- the hippo was killed immediately. Now you'll remember we <laughs> talked about there being hippos in Colombia. They are not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. The entire right. hippo population, the cocaine hippos, all stem from Pablo Escobar. Escobar bringing in four hippos back in the late seventies. Right. One male, three females. So he obviously had a plan of where this was headed. Right and now, there now the population is estimated to be like 100 to 150, and it's in this horribly invasive species that causes all kinds of problems in their ecosystem. And now one of the new problems is that much like we have to watch out for deer in the road where we live, you could just run into a hippo on the highway. Man, that dude was had money. He was able to change an entire ecosystem. So he, at one point, the richest man in the world. I don't understand what's going on there. I need to research this more, what, what's going on there with the hippos, because it's a huge problem. The government wants to get rid of these, and they're looking at, like, sending them to countries that already have hippos. But I, I don't understand why they can't just 
wipe out the hippos. I don't know if you're allowed to say that, but like they're they're not supposed what? to be there. They're causing lots of problems. You want to kill hippos? Well, I don't really want to be on the record saying it, but... Not too late. (laughs) Too late. They they existed. I had a a near miss with a a deer, uh, like, one morning driving home from Wisconsin. Um, Just the other day, I pulled, uh, like, in my wife's van. My wife gets out of the van, and she points at the front of the the grill of of the minivan, and there's just some feathers sticking out, and I'm like, okay. I'll take care of that. I'm the one that always has to do this stuff. So I open the hood. There's a whole bird in there. Um, but the craziest thing, the craziest car accident I've ever been in in my entire life was probably 15 years ago in South Florida on the interstate. I hit a turkey vulture. And if you if you don't know what a turkey vulture is, that's because we don't have them up here. Uh, but it's basically a vulture that's the size of a turkey. So it's a, it's a big bird. And I'm driving up uh, I-95, I think it was in like Palm Beach Gardens or something, and I see this bird off to the left side. I see this big bird, and it's kind of coming lower and lower and lower. You know, if you drive past O'Hare and there's planes coming in for a landing, it might kind of look like the plane's going to, you know, it's getting so close, so close, it might land on your car, but you know it's not going to, Mm -hmm. of course. So I see this bird getting lower and lower and lower, and I'm like, that thing's really getting a lot lower, and I'm going 80 miles an hour towing on I-95. And the thing gets lower and lower and lower, and then smack right in the windshield. Just pow, just right in the kissing. Huge <laughs> spider web crack all over the windshield. There's feathers sticking out. The thing, I guess, probably flew behind me. Um, so I am in shock. I just don't really know what to do with this at all. And I pull off the interstate next exit. I can kind of like look around it or stick my head out the window, and call the insurance and all that and be like, I, I don't know what, what happened here, but a giant bird just flew into my windshield on the interstate. And so they give me this place to take it to and get my windshield replaced, but it's like 10 miles back the other direction. And I'm thinking like, I don't really, I don't want to get a tow truck. It's so expensive. I also don't want to drive this thing on the interstate when it's, I've got this shattered windshield. It wasn't right. like shattered, like there were holes or anything, but it was a spider web crack. Like you get on your phone just yeah. across your entire windshield. So I'm like, all right, it's like 10 miles. I'm going to drive back just city streets, local streets, and get back there. I made it like a mile, Russ, before I got pulled over by the cops. And they said, yeah, we pulled you over because you have this giant shattered windshield. And anytime we see someone like that, we need to figure out if they hit a person. But I can tell by the feathers sticking out of your windshield that that's not what happened. Yeah. And they said, legally, you can continue to drive, but we don't recommend it and so you did i did i drove yeah because i wanted to save the however many hundred bucks it was going to be to call the tow truck no i feel you. i feel you that's the news i remembered what i wanted to tell you guys so i don't i have to talk about this before i don't usually have tons of time to watch like tv especially like series and stuff Mm -hmm. but i started watching and finished have y'all watched the night agent on netflix I have not seen it, but my wife can't get enough of it right now. My wife has been watching it constantly. I started it on Saturday night and I finished it on uh, Monday night. How many, Solid. How many hours or episodes is it's that? 10, it's, hour, 10, right? it's 10, 48 minute episodes. <laughs> and so if you like, and right, so it's why I can finish it in three days. You if it. you like, yeah. like, it's not really political, but it has elements of that. If you like spy, CIA, FBI, espionage. This is right up your alley. It is well done. 
one of the better series I've watched on Netflix in a while because they got some bull out. Like they're they're all about volume at this point in yeah, their life, in their career. Um, and so they're like one for ten from the field, but this one hit. And so if you like espionage, the night agent on Netflix. There you go. Why did you start watching it? Because I had heard really positive reviews. My wife loves it. And heard really positive reviews without spoilers, which is really hard because people gonna want to tell you how great it is, and then they go tell you the whole episode. So they were—I just heard people saying, "Nah, they—they giving it up from episode one. It's great. It is not one of these slow burns." And so that's right. My that's my thing. Like, you don't slow burn me because I'm gonna be out. If you don't hook me by episode one, I'm out. I'm not gonna Uh, come back. I I, I give it like two or three. I don't have time because some stuff. I don't have time to give three hours. Sometimes sometimes it is. is. You're right, Tone. Some some stuff is, but somebody's gotta. I really gotta trust somebody on a recommendation to sit through a a slow first three episodes. How do you spell it? The night Uh, agent. The night, like nighttime agent, Mm -hmm. like secret agent. And it's, I'm telling you, storyline, plot, all that is, it's great. Did you get to, God bless you. Did Thank you get you. to, a, did you get to a point at any time when you were watching it? Like where you, you also, you didn't really realize that you'd spent four hours watching this and you kind of like come up for air and all of a sudden it's dark outside or anything? All right. Like so the, I'm, 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 I got super dipped down the front of me. So I start watching it one night at like 10, watch mm-hmm. the first episode. I'm like, oh, no, they giving it up. Watch the second episode, and I'm like, now it's like 1.30. Nah, I can watch one more. Because I was in New York, (laughs) (laughs) and I had, you know, covered uh, the Mets-Marlins game that day, came back, got some dinner, uh, and then I was just chilling, uh, writing a column in my hotel room, um, sipping on an old-fashioned, and I'm like, you know, let's put some on. So I didn't want to just watch a movie. So I'm like, let me watch The Night Agent, because I'm like, I got time right now. And it, and it started like 9.30, 9.30 turned into 1 a.m. And then I'm like, <laughs> I, I should stop. I should stop and then give myself something to look forward to tomorrow. Then I watched another four episodes that next day. And then I finished with the last two on Monday. Okay. That, that's, oh, that, that used to be nah, my life that. before I had kids. And now it has become like... Oh man, the price you pay for that decision to start another one at eleven thirty at night, but it, but it sucks because those, kid, those oh kids are going to wake up at the same time either way the next morning, right? Whether you watch right. another episode or not, you're only just forfeiting your own sleep. Do you do you prefer being able to binge a show like that, or did you or do you like as we had on, as HBO does, like with mm-hmm. uh, Winning Time, where you can only watch one episode at a time and Epis- you gotta episodically, the, it's very like it's a big event that the new episode um, coming out. I I miss the expectation of the following week's episode. Like I like the episodic nature of like Winning Time uh, or other shows like that, or when Insecure was on HBO. But for for micro what like streaming, if it's something like Inventing Anna that was on Netflix, right? If it's something mm-hmm. like The Night Agent, which is they've set it up to be, I think there are going to be way more seasons, and y'all will discover that. Um, those I'm okay with it being 10 episodes. Here you go. Because to me as a viewer, I'm probably still going to make the decision. I can only watch like four of these. Cause I don't like that's four hours of viewing yeah. time that you're sitting there. And I was just fortunate to have a night that I could do that. And most times I can't do that. And so, uh, yeah, I think both are, I gotta be in the mood for both. 
Like sometimes I want to watch the next episode. Like with Night Agent, I would have been pissed if I had to wait another week to watch yeah. the episode, next episode. I'm having that problem with Succession now because I came on oh, to Succession man. late. Yeah. So I was able to watch, I think, the first three seasons that had already been out. So I could right. binge the first three seasons. And now I'm in real, now I'm caught up. And now it's like I got to wait a week for each episode to come out. It's very difficult for me. I feel the same about Love is Blind. Mm. Oh. Okay, I don't. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Sports Adjacent. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening, downloading, subscribing. As always, continue to do that. Follow us on our socials, Twitter, IG. Uh, we are, oh, no, let me get it right. Tony Gill, even though I still disagree with this decision. Uh, yeah. Is sponsored by Sheets and Giggles. Visit sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA and use promo code SPORTS to get 23% off your next purchase. That includes the wonderful mattresses that they have over there. The sheet set. It is summertime. It is hot. I got the air on, toned, and turned the heat off. Got the windows open, shoulder, body rolling in his Sheets and Giggles sheets. Sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA. Promo code SPORTS. We are also brought to you by Bet. MGM. You can make a bet on any sport. MLB, NHL, NBA, uh, NFL when it's back. And you can you can make your first bet. And if you don't win, you can get paid back in free betting credit by using promo code adjacent one thousand. That is adjacent one zero zero zero. Promo code adjacent one thousand. BetMGM, the king of sports. Books, gentlemen. Anything before we let the fine folks go? I completely checked out Russ because I have been just captivated by the thrill of this Bulls playing game. Bulls are now within two points, six minutes left. Let's go, no Tony. You're gonna have to put in a postscript and tell people how this ends because we're not sticking around for six more minutes. The Bulls won. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.